Welcome to CEO On The Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm your host, Gail Lance, and together we'll be exploring the people side of leadership. You'll learn how to better engage and inspire those around you and yourself. So let's get started. Welcome to this episode of CEO on the go. I hope that you're enjoying the holiday season. I know that this episode is airing toward the end of the year. So it's a good time for you to be thinking more seriously about your big goals for next year and what you want to accomplish. Um, I'm sure things may look different in, in the next year. It's also an opportunity for you to help others on your team, others that you manage to set some big goals and get some clarity around what they want to see be different, how they can step into their roles differently. So one great means to do that is to have a coaching conversation. So I wanted to spend just a few minutes today to introduce you to the concept of a coaching conversation. For many years, people have perceived a coaching conversation as something that's negative, as uh, something that needs to happen if someone is not performing at the level that they should be. You say, oh, you, you really need some coaching to help you improve. But actual coaching conversations can be extremely empowering to even your your top performers. So I encourage you to look at coaching conversations simply as a developmental kind of conversation where you know that the intent of that conversation is to help someone move forward in a better way, achieve goals that are important to them and to your organization. So it really doesn't matter where they are in their performance level. It's important to have a conversation that is designed a little bit differently than your typical conversations to make sure that your people are moving forward, assuming more ownership in their own development, and ultimately getting better results for themselves and for your business. So before I share some of the techniques or framework that you might want to think about to help you in your coaching conversations, I thought I would just state the case for uh, the importance of having coaching conversations. There are a lot of studies that have been done now proving the return on investment, the benefits of coaching. Um, I I guess I should qualify that and say good coaching, (laughs) um, because there are different varieties of coaching. But coaching helps give people a a stronger sense of purpose in their work when people feel like they're engaged in and not merely just having a conversation around tasks that they're doing, but having conversations around what motivates them, it can really help give them a stronger sense of meaning and purpose in the workplace. Good coaching leads to more engagement and commitment among employees, higher productivity, because coaching actually helps people stay focused on the most important objectives and lets them know that you're paying attention to them, kind of like they're being watched, but in a good way. A coaching can also lead to a stronger culture. Um, a lot of the organizations that I work with have tried to create a coaching kind of culture, and that that looks different in every situation. But it really helps management overall operate more like coaches. They develop more coaching skills. I'll speak to that in a moment, but um, it can create a much stronger culture. Obviously, when you're having these kinds of conversations that are so different compared to just checking in on tasks, it can help build resilience. So I think that that's a wonderful benefit too. one of the most important benefits, because especially now people need to, to build their resilience more than ever. Also heightened creativity. 
and innovative thinking because coaching encourages people to explore a lot of different possibilities. And so it, it shapes new ideas that can come from that. Um, increased risk-taking, which can be a plus because employees then feel more confident about taking risk, knowing that they've got a coach there who's got their back and who's helping them think through issues differently. Uh, it helps some employees develop a stronger mindset of ownership because coaching can help people take greater responsibility and ownership of their own problems and solutions. So all kinds of benefits that I thought would be worthwhile just to to mention before we dive into a framework that I think will be helpful as you're entering into conversations that you're having with your employees. So the the framework that I'll mention has four four pieces to it. It's based on the work of John Zinger and Kathleen Stennett. They wrote a book called The Extraordinary Coach, How the Best Leaders Help Others Grow. And so even if you've learned some coaching skills, you may still struggle having effective coaching conversations that lead to real insights and to the change that you want to see. And like I said, I'm often asked by my clients for help in having these kinds of conversations. So uh, they refer to this this framework as the FUEL model, F-U-E-L. F stands for framing the coaching conversation. So this is different, like I said, compared to traditional kinds of conversations where you're talking about tasks or updates on projects. Uh, One of the best ways to frame the coaching conversation from the beginning is to identify the behavior or the issue that you want to discuss. So you just put it on the table. Um, So it might be something like, you know, I've noticed that there's some inconsistency in how you've been performing, or I see some inconsistency in the quality of your work. And what I like to add to that is the outcome that you want to see happen as a result of the conversation that you're queuing up. So in that case, you can say, you know, I've noticed some inconsistencies in the quality of your work, and I'd like to have a conversation to identify some ways that we can make sure that you're maintaining that quality or that we can see some some improvement in that area. So it, you're not dancing around the issue. You're, you're calling it like you see it. And that's an example of perhaps someone who does need some some help improving their performance in some way. But like I said before, it doesn't necessarily have to be focused on somebody who needs to to see improvement in their performance. It could be someone who uh, is just looking for growth opportunity. So, you know, another example of framing it up or just identifying the issue you want to discuss might be something like, you know, we've had a lot of people that we've had to let go. So I'd like to have a conversation with you to figure out how we can expand your role and have you really step into that in a way that assumes more responsibility that works for you and works for our organization. So, that, you know, that's another example where it's not necessarily negative performance, there's opportunity. Or another example would be, I've noticed your ability to quickly address technical issues or that you're able to really, you know, tackle those complicated issues and wanted to leverage that strength more. I wanted to have a conversation where we could look at some specific projects where we could leverage your talent there. So all of those are, are great ways to frame up the conversation at the beginning. And before you move on to step two, it's important to agree on the process for the conversation. So you agree on when you want to have that, you could say something like, here's how I thought we could could go about this, we could meet for half an hour on Friday, 
this is where we would expect to be by the end of that conversation. How does that sound to you? So making sure that you all agree on what the next step is in terms of how or where you want to have that conversation. This sounds like a really simple step, but too many people overlook this. And they they dive into a conversation in a way that is is going in all kinds of directions. It's not getting to the heart of the issue. And the person that you're having the conversation with sometimes is not sure of your intent. So make sure that you cue it up by framing it at the beginning. That's step one. Step two is understanding what's going on. So this is the core of the conversation. And this can be tricky because the natural tendency is to assume that we understand what the issues are. You want to fill in the blanks and jump to conclusions that can be premature. So during this step, you'll need to listen. You'll need to um, hold back on your responses, explore what the real challenge is for the person that you're speaking with, and show great curiosity about what's being said so that you can follow the emotional cues. So um, step two is understanding. That's the you in the fuel model. Step three is explore the desired outcomes. That's the E. And, And most companies, many managers are really good problem solvers. I bet you are if you're listening to me. And so the temptation is to jump too quickly to get yourself involved and um, maybe influence the actions that you want to see other people take. In fact, I devoted uh, more time on this issue of problem solving in a separate episode called Getting to the Real Problem that might be of interest. You might want to listen to that one. So the trap is instead of just pouncing on the first solution is to explore a number of different scenarios or alternatives. Show your people that it's important for them to be thinking through things in a way so that they can get to what the best outcome is. So just some quick tips on that. Don't rush into the problem solving. Resist the tendency to go with the first option. If the person that you're coaching has at least three alternatives to consider, then let them choose what they think will be the best one. If they get stuck, again, don't jump in, but offer to become their thinking partner or brainstorming partner. The key is to help them develop more confidence, more capability, um, help them explore barriers that are in the way and look for other alternatives. So that's step three. Step four, the L, is lay out a success plan. So this is the home stretch in the coaching conversation. And and like the previous steps, you don't want to rush through it, but you want to make sure that, that you're guiding the person that you're coaching to identify specific actions that they can take that might involve getting them to other resources that they need beyond your help. So that's the fuel model. Just to summarize, frame the conversation at the very beginning so you know what you want to talk about and you know the specific outcome that you want and you've agreed on how you're going to have the conversation. Two is understanding. Focus on understanding what the real issues are without jumping to conclusions too quickly or making assumptions. Number three is explore desired outcomes. So don't, don't just go for the first one that comes to mind. Really look at the broader realm of possibilities. And then four is lay out a success plan. What are the actions? What are the milestones? How will you know that you're being successful? So just like a, you know, a checklist is so important in other industries or fields, airline pilots have a checklist that they go through. Surgeons have a checklist that they use. 
you and your role as a leader can consider this a, a mini checklist when you're having these coaching conversations. It just makes sense to make sure that you are being as effective as you can be as a coach to other people. So before I wrap up real quick, I wanted to offer just a few other general coaching tips to help you in your coaching role with whoever it is that you're coaching. One good tip is to ask open-ended questions. So questions like, what is the situation? What would you like to see happen? What have you considered? How do you think that might work? Um, that way you're not going to, to yes or no, and you're, you're allowing people to think more broadly. Uh, another tip is to act as a mirror or an observer so you can reflect back what you're seeing and what you're hearing. I'm amazed sometimes when people say something to me and I will, I'll repeat it right back and they'll go, oh, I, no, I don't think that that's right. <laughs> or no, that's not what I meant. So when you can reflect back to someone, it's a real gift to them to, to help them get more clear on what they're really dealing with. Explore what the real issues are or the challenges are. We've, we've mentioned don't jump too quickly to conclusion. Another good pointer is to discuss the consequences uh, so that you can say if this happens and, and assume that, you know, that it's a, a good thing, then we'll be able to you know, move more quickly to our goals. Or, um, it, you know, if this doesn't happen, then we're, we're really at great risk here. Be careful not to judge or criticize. Make sure that the person isn't obsessing or ruminating about issues and that uh, you're offering your perspective or advice after the person has had an opportunity to explore their issues. So that's a lot to pack in about the power of having a coaching conversation. I encourage you to, to practice this. Uh, every person that you deal with is different. Everyone will respond differently. The key is having the right intent from the start, knowing that you're really trying to help them grow and develop. It's a really valuable tool to use and a skill for you to continue developing. And if you have any other questions about coaching other people, or if you are looking for coaching yourself, feel free to contact me and I'd be glad to talk further. I love talking about coaching. The field of coaching has grown so much over the years and the skill of, of being a great coach as a leader is just tremendous. And there, there are a lot of nuances. There's so much more that we could talk about. I've just kind of scratched the surface today, but tried to cover what I thought would be most valuable for now. I thought it would be helpful to dig deeper in some future episodes to really look at some of the different approaches to coaching, different methodologies. Uh, there, there's just so much good stuff that we could talk about. But anyway, I hope that you'll stay tuned for the next few episodes that I have coming up toward the end of the year to help you be looking ahead to the new year in a way that gives you a lot of optimism and clarity, ways that you can move yourself forward or help your team or your department or your organization really crystallize the vision and what they can do to move forward in some new ways. Remember, if you're enjoying these episodes, you're welcome to leave a review or provide feedback to me. If you go to CEOOnTheGoPodcast.com, you'll see the main podcast page and there's a contact form there or a way that you could even leave a, a voice message through the site. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're not already subscribed, make sure that you do that so that you don't miss an episode. You'll be automatically notified. So I hope you have a great rest of the week doing the work that matters to you. Until next time, take care.
Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn and visit workmatters.com. And if you have a question or suggestion for a future topic for the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. So keep growing as a leader and doing the work that matters to you. Until next time. Thank you.